You're listening to the Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful, happy, joyous, and uh, a month later, Nerd Cave show. And for us, uh, you guys don't get to see the wonderful fits I've been having for the past, what, two hours? <laughs> we were literally, like, he got, he, no, no, almost, yeah, about an hour and a half, about an hour 45. Yeah. Um, technical difficulties. <sighs> Man, I've been sitting here, uh, unfortunately, one of my processors is... Uh, Decided it did not like life. It's <laughs> it worked and then just stopped working, and you had to go through all the troubleshooting of okay, try this cable now. This cable, all right, completely replace the cable. Try a different microphone, and it just all of a sudden will just stop working. And he's sitting here. I'm. I'm. He's getting. <laughs> he, uh, Dustin's sitting here, uh, uh, and I'm like, keep talking, keep talking, <laughs> keep talking. I was like, I need your level. No, keep talking. It's like, say dirty things to me. I need to check the volume level. But yeah, so uh, needless to say, a, a, an hour and 45 minutes later and a, a one dead processor down and uh, we're here. Bunch of. <laughs> mm. I deserve the drink. Oh, so as, as I stated before, uh, uh, Dustin, a.k.a. Big 3D, is in the house with me tonight. Hello, all. Good evening, sir. Man, we've actually got quite a bit to talk about, being as uh, it's been about a month, and uh, uh, we haven't gotten together. Life. Yeah. It has been hard. And the fact I'm trying to get uh, another, I'm I'm currently on the background, uh, it's currently in talks, to have another podcast going. Um, So keep keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, That... I can't talk about it yet because there's nothing set in stone, but there is another podcast in the works that'll be hosted on audiocrazy.com. Ah, uh, so where do we begin now that this, uh, uh, the derailment of the dead processor, uh, microphone processor, just, yeah, I'm a little, I, I, I mix well with old school and new school, and I like mic processors before my digital consoles. Uh, um, so... I think what is it? the first thing we were going to talk about is, oh, yes, uh, he's pointing at yes. my wonderful, happy. I'm going to talk about this. Oh, actually, here, let's talk about this first. Um, for those of you guys who've been following, you guys who have watched, uh, have you watched Star Trek Picard mm, season three? Not yet. You fail. <laughs> you fail, sir. <laughs> There's no excuses. I And I can be full of spoilers because we are way out of the spoiler window. I can ruin everything. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not that way, but I should be. Yeah, I I I have slacked off quite a bit. Have you? Have, were you ever a fan of TNG? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, dude, you need to see it. It I has know. so much, so much TNG love in, and they wrote the book. They have rewritten the book on how to do a um, what do you call it? A uh, we get everybody back together, and the words completely reunion escape. reunion. Uh, show um they did it right 
it was it, it, they didn't yeah we we harped on it in the last episode i want to go back through it again because i'll sit here for another 30 minutes babbling on about it like a school girl school child school man i cannot talk i need another drink <laughs> like this is going to help me at all but it's yeah. it's not it's going to make things worse but it's for your enjoyment and yeah. my pleasure it's for the funnies exactly so if you're, any of you guys following or seen any of my tweets, you will know that I have uh, been following the um, uh, change.org because uh, they started a, you know, make Star Trek legacy with Terry Metalis as showrunner. Well, as of a few days ago, it hit 50,000. 50K. I looked before, uh, a couple hours ago and it was at over 50 1k it's still climbing so they have no excuses they have they have paramount has to just sit down shut up and make star trek legacy <laughs> that's all they have to make it happen we have to have our uh uh or captain uh uh captain was it captain nine captain seven i think it's captain, captain i think we're going cap it's, it's kind of strange to me I want to. I know it's seven. I know she's seven of nine, Mm -hmm. but I always attributed seven of nine as like a first name. Yeah. And then you have uh, adjunct. You know what is it? Adjunct of adjunct something of Unimatrix zero. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I know it's seven of nine. Maybe they call her Captain uh, Captain Seven, I guess. But or Captain Seven of nine. I don't know. Annika Hansen is another one. Uh, a lot of people don't like to stick to that one, but it's just like seven of nine Hanson is kind of one I kind of mold around badly in my head. Anyway, and uh, we get we we're gonna get Raffi as our C, as our XO, um, uh, Jerry Ryan back as seven of nine Captain Seven of Nine. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we need all this. We need yeah. we need it now, or at yeah. least they need to get busy working on it. And I really I I really hope they are. They need to. They have no excuses. Make it happen. Chop, chop. That's all. I'm, that's that's what I got to say on that. And you need to watch Picard season yes. three. Stop slacking. You have homework to do, sir. <laughs> and that's why I never did homework in school. <laughs> but this is this is Picard season three. Totally different. And, and, and you run out of excuses. If you make it into an achievement, I'll probably do it. That's not hard to do. <laughs> ding, ding. Mm. But as he was pointing out, this is something I uh, uh, I want to thank uh, Michael Akuda who posted this on Twitter. Um, the Star Trek: The Next Generation technical manual uh, was still in print, so I am the owner, and I will post a link. There will be a uh, there will be a uh, link on uh, the show notes page on AudioCrazy.com for you to purchase it where you can find it. And it's got all the great stuff on the. Uh, on the enterprise in technical form. It's really, really cool. Cause there's a lot of information that like, if you're ever curious about, uh, you know, they, they break down the yeah. ship. There's the battle bridge and stuff like that. Um, there's so much, like if you're really curious, like, uh, here's uh, the long range sensor. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, it's yeah, as was, you flip through a book, there's so much, even on tricorders and stuff like that. Yeah, I was glancing through it, and I was interested to see how they explain the science behind every little bit that they're breaking down. 
Oh, and they always do because it's here's here's shuttlecraft, mm-hmm. the different uh, levels of them. Um, they honestly they do a lot of that uh, either b- before the show starts or uh, as quickly as possible because it really helps as they're working through the show to have this stuff on hand for the writers and for everybody else so they can kind of you know they're doing a show yeah. and they're they're running around hallways. Um, uh, you know, the same couple of hallways uh, lit slightly different or in slightly camera to angle to mm-hmm. make them look like you're in different parts of the ship. But having a re- technical manual kind of gives them a better, you know, when they're discussing things, you know, keep things, uh, uh, what is it? Cohesive. Cohesive. Thank you. I am not doing good with <laughs> words, am I? Oh, I never do. I'm normally the one that can't word. But this is also, I, I don't know, if the, I don't think this is the last book, but this is one of the few books left that Gene Roddenberry did the introduction with. So it's worth the get for that. Um, I, I When he posted that, I was like, I had to have it. And honestly, it's one of the first Star Trek books that I've purchased in years. So it's kind of a special thing. And everybody, time someone comes over, I'm like shoving, shoving in their face. Look at what I got. You got to read it. Look at the pictures. You can't color in them, but look at the pictures. <laughs> So, yeah, my Star Trek Next Generation technical manual. Uh, anybody who's a fan should have one. Um, but, yeah, it has a, a basically the Enterprise D and the, a, a real good technical breakdown of the of this ship as a whole. So, all right, moving on, being as someone hasn't watched season three yet. Um, let's see here. Where are we at? Oh, this was something you you had brought up, and I wanted to go into this. Uh, uh, Chat G, GPT hit is hit four beta yeah so it's there's a beta that rolled rolled out for the pro users or pro or plus whatever they call it it's that page subscription thing yeah okay um and you can still use chat gpt 3.5 turbo for free mm-hmm. um but the gpt4 is faster and does a lot more stuff but the beta it has uh web access now because before it was chat gpt was trained up until 2021 i can't remember what month but 2021 was all the data that they had compounded fed into the AI and then that's what we get right now. So it can access normally it can normally only access things before 2021, but now it has access to all of the all of the web. So it can get direct access to answers for something that just popped up yesterday. Yeah. As well as plugins. So it can also um like I think there's one for like Travelocity stuff like that. So you can ask ChatGPT, can you find me the cheapest flight to wherever? And it will search, scour the internet through all these different sites and mm-hmm. plugins, and give you a result without you having to do it yourself, which saves a lot of time. But they just released it in beta uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, isn't this? Uh, I know it took some time to do, but isn't that also in? Uh, because you were talking about Bard, and I yeah. know Bard is not that great. I did get invited to try Bard, mm-hmm. and I didn't use it much because I couldn't get much use out of it. But because um, Bard's the Google one, right? Yes. Okay. And but that's the one that can access a lot. At some I don't know if it's limited Google stuff. Google, yeah, indexed stuff is the best way to call it. Um, but I'm pretty sure Bard's going to be expanding more. Yeah, they have announced quite a few other little plugins and whatnot to mm-hmm. come, but right now Bard is their their main AI focus and it needs some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. So what have you had a chance to use chat GPT four yet? I pretty much use it every day. Okay. But, okay. So yeah. you've been, where were you, you were, you, you were saying you were using it with something. Yeah. I, I've been using it for a couple different things, but, uh, I ended up, uh, creating my own AI, um, trying to figure out how to give it my own data instead of just accessing what they have so I can upload my own data. And I figured I'd do it for magic, the gathering. So mm -hmm. I just kind of threw the rule set at it and started asking it random questions. And it was able to answer them not very well, but it's kind of stupid right now. But it's 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 learning. Okay. It's, well, it's in process. I mean, that's the whole point with AI. <laughs> you have to feed it information, then you have to teach it. Yes. You got to kind of handhold it for a while. Um, the fun part is like I was, uh, what was it? It wasn't, it was Bard. I was having fun with Bard mm -hmm. because I was asking it a question just to mess with its answers. Yeah. And I would tell, if it gave me the right answer, I'd tell it, no, this is the correct answer. Mm -hmm. And it would apologize. So yes. then I'd ask the question again a second time, and then it would give me the same answer. I was like, no, that's not incorrect. I would tell it, the say, yeah. the, the correct answer is the wrong one. And I, I think it was it was just like, I forget what I was, I was asking a very specific question, and I would say, no, the answer is potato. And <laughs> I can't remember what the question was, but, and then, so I kept correcting it, and then like the fourth attempt, it finally answered back as potato. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not too worried about AI right now, but given enough time and enough data sets, I'm pretty sure it'll be a little bit more resilient to questions unless there is enough wrong input to counteract. And that's the one thing about AI is it can be manipulated. Yes. And, um, the one thing I did want to go into, and it kind of ties into the whole uh, writer's strike, mm -hmm. and um, everybody's curious, like, well, uh, AI, but here's the thing, is, like, there, somebody who just did a, what artist was it? They, they had taken an artist and created a music video, and they had to post, like, this was AI-generated, Yep. AI made. This is not the actual artist. I believe it was Drake. There no, was... no, no. There was another one that oh. came out. There was another one that just came out again. And so, and it, and it's like the upside to AI is all the stuff we're learning. The downside is the, the abuse it can use because yeah. we're going to find that they're going to try to automate a lot of things. Now there's still, mm -hmm. you do need some human interaction, but it's what they're doing ahead of time now. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to get too much because I've only read somewhat into the writer's strike. I do support them striking uh, because yeah. uh, the key, one of the key thing that kind of broke the back was they were like you, uh, they wanted to put limits on what AI can do. Mm-hmm. And they were they were pretty much wanting to effectively turn writers into gig writers mm. with no limits on the use of AI. Huh. And it's like they were literally expecting the way the way it could work out, uh, if I if I'm reading it, was that they can effectively say, You have two or three days to get this done. We don't care how many hours it takes you, you have to get it done because if not and we're gonna have the rest of it done by AI. And it's literally going to turn writers into slave labor. Yeah. And I'm against it. 
Um, I I understand the benefits, but there still has to be, just like any machine, anything else like that, you have to have designated human interaction with it. And because given enough time, AI will be able to write full things. Yes. And at that point, who owns control of it? Exactly. And um, I do see the benefits, but I do also see the abuse. Yeah. And I have been to some websites where the AI has been very well abused. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated by the technology, but I'm also worried about the implications of what's going to happen with it. That's yeah. And I'm trying to touch on it loosely because it's a whole touchy subject. Yeah. But I am concerned about it. Um, I don't want to, you know, one hand, I don't want to stop it because it's fascinating, Mm -hmm. but on two, I don't want people getting hurt because of it. Exactly. And, uh, one thing I was reading is people are saying, oh, well now with chat GPT, you can have one senior programmer do the job of 10 and that's just going to put more strain on those senior developers. And yes, they can do it, but there's a reason why you have a structured because you have to, whenever you're programming, you have to kind of design things with failure in mind. Mm-hmm. And if you write it perfectly, then when those failure moments come up, you're, it's, you're yeah. struggling. Yeah. And that's, and, that's and, why you need multiple eyes on the project. Cause one person's going to pick up even, even the AI won't pick up on those small little intricacies and you'll end up having something that is a catastrophic, like. And a lot of people don't understand is AI is still a computer and they're going to generate as, as the case of coding, mm. it's going to generate correct code. The problem is it's not going to be work. It may be structurally correct, mm-hmm. syntax correct. And in theory, the way it was written be correct but the final result may not be correct and you're going to have to have someone go through it. That's why most people who use it are using it in small portions yeah. to get small bits done so they can do, all right, I can get, it's, it's saving me, you know, 10 minutes on doing this and I plug it in. Now I got to run it, test it. Okay. That's working. Now I can work on this next step. People are just thinking, Oh, I can spit it in, just get everything out. Well, why is it broken? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. And it was, well, code can be structured perfectly. Code can be syntax correct. Code can be completely compliant to the language mm-hmm. and still not work. Yep. Because there are still other things that are going on between the loops. And I, I know very basics of programming. I've done enough of it to break things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But... Uh, it, it'll, we're, I, I'm going to say we're at least bare minimum 10 years before a AI can write a, not a simple program like hello world. I'm talking a fully functional application that's not going to require some kind of human interaction to fix. For me, I say five years, five years. Yeah. Just from what I've seen within the growth, just in this past year. I feel like in five years, we'll have AI capable of writing, hey, I have an idea. 
all right, write that up. Boom. And you have it. Yeah. Now here comes the thing. Say, I want to do that. I've got an idea for a program or idea for a game and I have a, uh, AI write the code. Who owns the game? Does ChatGPT own it because that their AI is what generated it? And that's that's something that they're having a lot of issues with is especially with you know coding and stuff like that is because they're trained on such a vast amount of data. Mm-hmm. There's no way to pinpoint exactly where that and that only, comes from. So well, here and here's the problem. Say someone goes back on certain programming structure that's very specific to one person and he's never allowed them. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with AI art. Uh, there was one artist that found out that she plugged in a bunch of information and an AI generated an artwork exa- almost similar to hers and even had her signature in it. And the reason being is it was trained on a bunch of her art that she never gave permission to. Yeah, And I honestly believe that she has a right to sue. Oh, yeah. And I think the AI companies are going, but but it's out there. It's on the internet. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have the right. Mm-hmm. But they're just going to do it and do it until they, they can't. And what happens if they find out? That's, this is what's really going to hurt. And the AI companies need to stop just doing things because they can. They need to start think doing things logically and with respect to artists. Yeah. Because... If they got to delete stuff out of their database, that may mean they have to rebuild exactly their data sets. Yeah, yeah. and that takes way too long. Well, the, it, it takes away time they've already put oh into yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's it's setting it back. But I mean, even if they have to do that, they've still got the knowledge of what you know they've learned so far, and it won't be as rough. But it'll still you it'll know still it'll, it'll set it back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I think we need to move on from that. Uh, Chat TPG is going to be both a hot and to- and uh, going to be a hot topic for some time because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of uncharted territory. Um, Skynet oh. is coming. Skynet is coming. All right. I think it's time for it's the uh, the indie spotlight. That's what time it is. It's indie spotlight time, and uh, this was one that you brought. Mm-hmm. And this is what it was in uh, Planet of Lana, correct? Yes. So uh, I'm gonna let you take this one because you knew you've watched it a little bit. I've kind of watched it. Um, it's by, geez, what's the name of the, uh, the the dev? Hold on, I got the notes. I do. I did homework. Wishfully. Yes. Wishfully games or wishfully? I don't know if they're wishfully game. Well, they're wishfully games hashtag or uh, at, but they just listed as wishfully. Um, you can currently, I believe it's, it's coming out like four days. Yeah. I think four days is when it's going to be released or that's when it was. Um, it's a beautiful game. Yes. Uh, I seen this, I was just browsing around Twitch and I, uh, it'll just pop up on my feed and I'm like, Oh, Hey, let me just click around and see, you know, if I discover a new streamer or whatnot. And they were playing this game and I was like, Hey, this kind of looks a little interesting. Um, from what I've seen, you have this little creature that kind of follows you around, and you use that to. Uh, it's like a, it's like a spider bot, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. And like you use that to 
uh, activate switches and like it can go places you can't. So you're essentially controlling two characters, almost like Lost Vikings type. Okay, okay. So you have to leave one person here, go over here, and then recall the other one. And so it's it's a very interesting game, beautiful. And I mean, everything that I've seen of it looks really, really good. It's almost like a, what, like a, uh, I'm going to say like a, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic also. It gives me slight um, Terminator vibes. Yeah. Because it's like you and a bot. What's the, let me pull it up. It's uh, a young girl and her loyal friend embark on a rescue mission through a colorful world of cold machines and unfamiliar creatures. Planet Alone is, is a puzzle adventure game uh, framed by an epic sci-fi saga that stretches across creatures and galaxies. Um, okay, yeah, and there is like a little living creature, almost like a, uh, what is it, a, like a cat mouse? Yeah. It's it, like it a butterball. Like yeah, it's like a little dust bunny looking exactly something or other it's got like cat ears it's it's a round body yeah um real long curly tail so but yeah yeah but she also has got the uh, like this spider bot with the long eye that she was riding as a mount oh yeah um really really interesting game uh, i'm looking forward to it uh it's been in dev for i know they've been posting videos uh one video was posted uh the the official trailer which is on the website you can go to, uh, you can go to the show notes um, they posted in a little over a year ago, December 9th of 2021. Yeah. So was that, uh, what event was it? The Game Awards yeah, 2021. The Game Awards. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that because I was like, hey, that looks kind of cool. And then I seen a streamer mm -hmm. pop up with it. So uh -huh. it, it looks interesting. I believe, yeah, when we looked on Steam, it was like out in four days. So looking forward to that one. Um, but that is the indie game uh, spotlight, uh, Planet of Lana. And that is by Wishfully Games. So look for it uh, on Steam. Uh, like I said, if you look at the, go to the show notes on audiocrazy.com uh, or nerdcaseshow.com and you will find the link to Steam and then you can wish list it there. But uh, it did say as of today, which today is the 18th, uh, 18th was it May 18th? May 18th, um, it was in four days is what they're listing. May so. 23rd, so about five days. About five days. Was it four days on Steam? Oh. I guess in a different time zone, I guess it's four days. Yeah, true, true. It may, <laughs> it may release a little bit early here in California. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. I think it's time we talk about this because we had some negative things to talk about this before. Um, it was mostly due to it, it's the, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm -hmm. And we not, we, neither one of us were happy about Chris Pratt's voice in no. the original trailer. They fixed it. Yeah, it, it does sound slightly different, not good different, but I different. feel he, I, I feel, uh, me personally, I feel two things happened. One, he went back and re-recorded. Two, I think they did a little extra processing on his voice. Yeah. And I think that made the world of a difference because um, the animation looked great. Oh, yeah. Um, But I went and saw it yesterday. Okay. And I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, I know my son's going to be looking for it whenever it comes out on streaming. So. I mean, you can stream it right now on uh, Amazon Prime and Vudu, I believe. It's $30. Oh. $30. oh. Like, but I mean, if you figure that the price of a ticket at the movies and, you know, a thing of popcorn and a drink, that's about the price that you would pay and you own it. Oh, true, true. I'll give you that. But that's still a little bit steep right yeah. now. I'll wait for it to come down a little bit. 
Um, being as I already went to the, th- I already paid for a ticket to go see it in the theater. So, <laughs> and the theater had the big comfy chair. Yes. <laughs> I try to go to the theater. I'm, I'm a little old school for that way. But so here, here's the other, one of the other unique things about the movie. Um, once again, uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and I have a link in the show notes, uh, all right, lost my train of thought because uh, someone was banging on my door. But um, uh, one of the interesting things is, once again, we were proven, shown that um, don't listen to uh, movie reviewers. No. Because they put gave it a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience guy gave it 96%. Yeah. And I'm not even going to look at it at the comments from the... Uh, I, I never... I, I stopped looking at them. I don't even know who these people are. Yeah. Or, and most of the time, it's like, why do we even care what they say? <laughs> I mean, I remember Siskel and Ebert were a big thing, and half the time, nobody listened to them either. But they just had a presence, so I guess it's supposed to have some merit. I don't know. But, yeah, I absolutely loved it. My son loved it. It's it's a really fun movie. It is. It is. Um, I thought the overall storyline was good. Um how Mario gets in there, how Peach is Princess Peach. They kind of yeah. answered a bunch of questions that maybe, I don't know. I, I also <laughs> kind of felt like maybe we don't need the answers to these, but they kind of did, which is yeah. fine. They're not, they were bad. No. I was just, I've always been content with not knowing the answer. Yeah. Um, the uh, Luigi getting into the dark areas and uh, <laughs> um, uh, kind of giving us that uh, haunted man, uh, Luigi's yes, haunted mansion vibe. I loved that. But I didn't see any of the, the what was the ghosts? N- no. We, we we saw the shy guys, but that was about it. Yeah. So I was a little, little upset by that. But uh, plenty of dry bones. Yes, but, the dry bones were cool. Yeah. And how dry bones come about where yes. he nuked one and turned them into a dry bone. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, the. Uh, uh, we got to we we have to just this is not even much of a discussion um of all the characters who are on there and all of them were pretty pretty damn good um jack black stole the show yes. oh okay. yeah I, I i knew that from the beginning i i knew he was good but when it came to actually watching the movie that was oh yes that's it <laughs> he he not one second i knew going into the movie that was Jack Black, yeah. but not once during the whole movie did I think that was Jack Black. Exactly. That was Bowser. He was perfect. Um, they, it's really, really, it's really great. Um, the song he did, Peaches, yes. which he released the video of it not oh, too yeah. long ago. Two, two videos, actually. Did he reach to you? Yeah, there's one that's the animated version, and then one that's him singing, uh, dressed up as Bowser. And didn't he does isn't that like an extended version of the song? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he screams, I to, I, he screams a lot more. <laughs> okay. And I know I've seen parts and pieces. I need to actually sit and watch the video. But uh, I hope it, now. Do we know if that one's going to get released on an album, or is that going to be like his own thing? I don't know. I know that Tenacious D is releasing a new album, but aren't they always releasing a new album? No, because their last one was I thought like Rise of the Phoenix. Okay. That was while ago but well he he jack black's been busy so yeah they, they they can only afford so much time but yeah um so if you have not seen uh super mario brothers it was a really good movie um yeah i do believe my honest I, I it feels like and i could be wrong about this 
um, that uh, Chris Pratt re-recorded his lines. Oh yeah, went a little bit more into it. Or the only other thing I can think of is is he didn't re- the lines he did for that clip were pre pre process or um, they decided to go back and redo a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I, I feel like he re- re-recorded a bunch of stuff. Um, or he just hastily did that so they can get the animation out for the video, but he was still in the, in the booth recording. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but I feel they did some work and, uh, it made the difference on his. It's He's, tolerable. It is. Yeah. It, it was good. It yeah. was good. Uh, I'm but, not saying his was great, but it was definitely better than what I saw in the, yeah. the original teaser. And, uh, Martinelli does have a line or two in the movie. Uh, the original. Isn't it, wasn't he his uncle? The uncle? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I picked up on that. I was like, yeah. there he is. <laughs> and I, I, They did a lot of paying homage to certain things. Yes. So that, and if, I did feel like, Whoa. yeah, whenever the, the uncle did, Whoa, I was like, yeah. that's him. <laughs> I kind of picked up on that. I, I, I really, I was like, that yeah. has to be him. They have a lot of little, little bits here and there throughout the, that you're like, oh, hey, I remember that. Oh, wait, there's that. Yeah, and they set up for the sequel if that happens, which I have, if you saw how much that movie is made. Oh, yeah. Out of all video game movies, that one has dwarfed, it's like, what, 400-something million? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It has dominated every previous movie. So I have a, we know that's going to, we'll see it again. Um, if you guys don't don't know, I'm not going to say anything because we're, I still feel we're in the, the uh, spoiler window of time so it's crossed one billion at global box office there you go which someone had posted a chart on um all of the video game movies over the years yeah and it's just like you see it do this 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 and then you know you know it looks like a 10 a one percent increase a five percent increase a three percent increase as you go up the list Mm -hmm. you know the list is kind of veering off to the right and then all of a sudden, as soon as it gets to the second, the bottom one, it peers out just a little bit more. And then you hit Mario and it's like, wee yeah. over here. It's like it's, you know, off this chart. Yes. So, yeah. And I'm hoping that Nintendo takes this and says, hey, we can make a whole Nintendo universe. Oh, you you got to understand. This is them printing money. They're doing it. You know, you know well, they're currently right now already working on the next script in probably two other projects. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that right now. They will have the sequel and another Nintendo property movie in the works. I'm hoping something... I mean, we would all hope for Zelda, but... I'm thinking I'm, Metroid. I'm thinking, yeah, Star Fox or Metroid would probably make a really good... Ooh. I, think I wouldn't s- think in a Star Fox, but Star, Star Fox... Star Fox would be a nice addition. Um, But I want to see... I think Metroid would be the teen yeah but i i honestly believe uh metroid would be a very good they have a lot of properties they can work with um i don't i do not want to see an f-zero movie that'd be no. like speed racer and i'm like don't do it just wait for the super smash brothers collaboration movie and then you can throw them in <laughs> no i think they're i think what's going to happen is the next mario or the mario movie after that will have a closer smash brothers tie-in Maybe uh, the Master Hand? Mm, possibly. Um, there's, but there's so many. Nintendo has a lot. Yeah. A lot. The, the whole uh, uh, 
uh, Mario Kart, Rainbow Road was really good. <laughs> I, th- I was really, they really did well on that one. Um, and I'm not going to ruin any more of the movie. You guys need to go see it. We're, I, I still feel we're in spoiler movie. I know it's like a week out, but I, I'm going to be nice about this one. Um, all right, Super Mario Brothers movie. I think we're on to our last topic, and this yeah. one's a little bit more of a touchy one. Um, Overwatch 2's PVE hero mode has been scrapped. The only reason to that most people got into Overwatch 2 was for the PVE. Because mm-hmm. it was a story mode, but also hero with progression and skill trees and everything like that. And they're like, wow, this is awesome. This is fantastic. Never coming. Yes. They have officially killed it. So what does that mean? Well, it, I have a link to an article, and it's going to touch in a lot more. It's over on GameSpot. Um, go click on it anyway. Um a lot of us were looking forward to PVE. Um, the gist of it, it's a lot of work. If you read the article, that's literally what, what it is. Yeah. This is a lot of work, and we just want to make a quick game and get it out. Yeah. And I'm like, they are gonna, now this doesn't mean they're going to kill off the um, seasonal stuff. No. If you know in the past, they've been doing um, like the Halloween, um, um, what is that one called? Uh, Junker, let me see. Junkenstein, Return yeah, Junkenstein. of Jun- yeah, re- like Return of Junkenstein and stuff like that. And there were some other ones through the seasons. Um, they're going to be doing that, but the, they were going to expand upon it with a PVE kind of thing. I was looking forward to that because this whole competition thing is not everybody's into it. No. And I understand what they're trying to do. Counter-Strike 2 is coming out and they want to be... They want to focus on the competitive side because Overwatch 2 is never really like they've had it, but Counter-Strike 2 is the... the, the... Yeah. No, I mean, you've got Counter-Strike, you've got Valorant, yeah. um, you've got all these other games, but the one thing about Overwatch that drew everyone in was there's this whole world. Mm-hmm. There's this whole ecosystem Lore. around it and everything, and it was fantastic because... You would discover it throughout playing, throughout little little gems hidden throughout here, your little icons and stuff like that. And that was great, but like we wanted a, a real story. Like the, the I feel the only time we really got stories when they released videos. Exactly. YouTube videos was about the only time we we got story and then you got to play the character. Yeah. And I mean, whenever they would release new new heroes, they would come with new lore and everything like that. I mean Doomfist changed a, bu- uh, a bunch of stuff. The whole, like, Arisa, whenever she was uh, dropped, like, the lore behind that, like, the little hints that they dropped. I love that. Mm-hmm. And now it just feels lazy. Like, it doesn't feel like they put as much into any of it. And my objection to it was, if it's so hard, why did you go so light on Overwatch 2? Because everything in Overwatch 2 was in Overwatch 1. Here, here's just, my thought. I still refuse to call it over. I, I don't like calling it Overwatch 2 because it's not a sequel. No. It's not. It's an expansion to Overwatch. Yeah. this That's literally all this is because you want to know why? I can't go back and play Overwatch 1. Yes. That... You, t- you updated the game. You updated Overwatch. There is no Overwatch 2. Stop lying. Yeah. You may want to say that so you can justify getting rid of the original game, that's effectively when I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. 
And to me, when I hop in Overwatch 2, it's like, this is still the same game. It looks slightly different, but there's not dramatic enough to me to call this a 2. You guys just slapped it on there so you can justify this whole new, you know, we want to be greedy system. Yeah, their skins. Uh, that's that's one thing that really, really irritated me is the cost of the skins. Oh, that's... It's, it was outrageous. Whereas Overwatch... I feel bad for people that are sucked into spending money on that stuff. Yeah. And I know some... Well, it's our money. It, but yeah, but there's some kids out there yes. that are going to... I have to get it because he got it. And the problem is, is that it gets people sucked into it. And what's going to happen when you guys do the next game? Are you going to delete them all? Are yeah. we just going to get another refresh of the game and you're going to slap a three on it? Mm -hmm. It's a bit, you know, disingenuous. Yeah. And I mean, I, I understand, you know, free to play, you've got to make money somehow. So throw it on skins. I've played league of legends damn near since its inception. Mm -hmm. And they've kept it reasonable as far as the skin prices, you know, roughly 20 to $15 per skin at times, but there's other options to earn skins. There's other events. There's more to it than just the skins. And Overwatch 2 has added nothing. They yeah. The only thing they have added is by taking away one member on the team and making it uh, five instead of six. That's really the only difference. They made slight changes here and there. You know, tanks are essentially two characters, but yeah. that is not enough to really warrant any of it. Like the the work that they put into Overwatch 2 feels lazy. They basically took the same maps, added some few extra details, slapped some new textures on it, which I know took some work. Yes. But they didn't generate new content. No. They updated. They put a refresh. The game, Overwatch, it's Overwatch 1 refresh. It's not Overwatch 2. And I'm sticking yeah. by that. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing it because it's like what they did. I'm saying it again. I'm going to keep repeating it. Overwatch 2 is disingenuous. Mm -hmm. It was a, we want to force them to... We want to try to make more money off this, which I get, but the way they did it was underhanded. Yes. And um, I know they lost a bunch of players. Oh, yeah. And that this is kind of their, um, their I know what the reason why they're getting rid of PVE is they have to do a Hail Mary on, on the multiplayer and try to get the competition style mm -hmm. uh, up because the only, because, you know, the only way it works as a PVP game is if you can get the comp people playing the competitions, you have to get enough people go to the competitions to generate the money so they can pay the people on stage to make the prize pool bigger. But that also means that they're making more money mm -hmm. and then they make more money on the sales of other stuff. And people are wanting more of the skins. Yeah. I honestly see a, a counter strike uh, go I far as I'm concerned, does it a lot better. Oh yeah. Um, you get a case you pay a dollar something, but you don't have to open it. Mm -mm. And a lot of people I know just take the cases and sell them. Yeah. And I think that's good um, because it gives you the option of if you don't want to open them, you can AKA sell them. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you can make money. I've never done any of that before. I just wanted to open cases and kind of see. But um, uh, I know people have sold them. And then I'm assuming you can take that money and throw it into your Steam account as I can buy other games when, you know, if I want to use that money for other things, use it for other things. But still, it's one of those. I, I, I'll be interested to see what happens with um, Overwatch 2. But right now, I think they're upsetting players more and more with these bad corporate decisions. Yeah. And the more I look into it, yes, there's going to be some people who enjoy playing it. And I hope they do. But for the most part, a lot of people have left because none of this has been about the players. All of this has been about greed. Exactly. And you can't make a game that way. No. I mean, you look at other live service games like Halo Infinite. It started and everyone's all hyped for it and everything like that. But they had no content. They Mm -hmm. had no content. It ended up kind of dying. Like it's starting to kind of come back from what I've seen. It's starting to you know, make men's, but the Overwatch 2, they released their, uh, what are they? I can't think of the word. Um, roadmap. Mm-hmm. They've released the roadmap. Nothing really different. They added a few other things, few things here and there, and they're going to add some more story content sprinkled in there. But yeah, the seasonal stuff, but yeah. the, it's, it's the same stuff they've always been doing. I think they're going to add what one or two more. And it's custom maps most of the time. It's just revamped custom, you know, maps that people have already been playing. So there's there's no originality of game modes. There's not, the skins that I've seen were not really that good. Like, they're legendary, you know, custom. They're not nearly as good as what they used to be. No. They used to be, like, you can definitely tell. I, I honestly feel that the... People who loved what they did and have was really the the really inspired artists have either been drained, or they're no longer there. They've moved on to other projects, or they've left Blizzard. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a good mix of all of those. But um, I do know a lot of people have. I I, I was following them. I have stopped playing World of Warcraft. I have uninst- I've uninstalled World of Warcraft. I-, I stopped playing that like two months ago. I still actually have like a couple of months left on my six month, but I shut it off and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing Overwatch 2 because after they did this whole Overwatch 1 refresh and then slap a 2 on it, uh, BS, um, I just didn't, I, I, I didn't like it. And I tried playing it. I tried to get into it. I wasn't into it, and I stopped playing. I kind of, kind of got back into playing Counter Strike Go. Mm-hmm. Um, time will tell if I get into a CS2. Um, I'm really not much into playing a lot of competition style games. Um, I just don't have the, I don't have the time to dedicate it to it to get yeah. good. And especially like CS Go, you can get in and play for a little bit, but after a while, you just you either get stuck playing with people who do have the time, who are really good players, and will just you, you can't enjoy yourself because mm-hmm. they're just dominating you and you're just trying to have fun. Yeah. Or 
you're just in general mode and you get the obvious hackers. Um, people who are pulling off like very questionable split turn, your head's gone. Yeah. And then split turn, another person's head gone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you know, it's because, you know, they're working on it, but the guys who are writing the cheats are getting really, really good at making the cheats function more to, to, to seem more natural and harder to detect. But it's also getting to the point where it's hard because you don't want to accuse everybody of cheating because there's a lot of really good players that could almost pull off those or get really close to pulling mm -hmm. off shots like that. And but not that consistently. Not that consistently. I, I typically I only say it's when I see someone doing it very consistently. Very consistently. Um but even then it's just like it's not even worth saying that because all you're gonna do is get in a verbal argument and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. And the only thing you do is just leave the game because it's like if you're not having fun, why play? Yeah. And I think that's where CSGO is currently at. And I can't play for hours and hours and hours again. You know, I'll start to get good, but then I've got a I've got projects, I've got a yeah. map I gotta finish for CS. I've got the event this weekend, mm -hmm. you know, I've got stuff for the website I gotta get which I've been completely not putting off so much stuff I need to get done for the website that I haven't. Um, and that's totally my fault. Uh, I got projects at work. I've got stuff that's happening next week that I've been on vacation this week and mm -hmm. I've been working on stuff for work. Yeah. Trying to get ready for next week, getting emails going. And then, uh, you know, I've got all my, you know, like I said, I've been trying to revamp my processing rack cause I got the event this weekend. Mm -hmm. Just found out one of my processors is crapping out. That's exciting. Not, <laughs> So I got to yank that processor back out, put the other one back in, at least have three processors. I may rip the one out of my uh, rack over there. So I'll at least have four for this weekend, but I got to get my digital mixer, my effects rack, all my microphones. I got to grab some other ones. I got to get all my stuff, but I can't pack my car. I just got to get it staged over there because what's going to happen is I'm going to unplug everything. And then after I drop my kids off tomorrow night, I come home because tomorrow I got to go to the doctors, have my foot looked at. Get out of the work, get out of the doctor's office, run to there, get some tents and stuff built and get spend a several hours at the cottage trying to get as much prepped, lighting prepped, uh, and put up, tested, working, yay. Then go get my kids. Mm -hmm. It's like we got so much stuff to do, and I've got stuff to do this weekend. And then Sunday, when I'm supposed to be doing laundry and relaxing, I'm actually gonna be doing a bunch of server updates and stuff for the office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I just, even when I'm on vacation, I'm like I did spend a day uh, watching TV. Yeah. I did that. It's been months since I've done that. I actually sat and watched my TV and I, I cannot remember. I think it was like two or three months ago is the last time I literally laid on my couch, cr put a crink on my neck and watched TV. I have not <laughs> done that in months, but it's just, you know, adulting. Adulting yeah. sucks. Yes. All right. We would use, I really sidetracked, yeah. but as, as for it, like focusing on the competition style of things and, and not giving people who are not, I, I get that they want to, they want as much of a competition mode, but putting all your effort into it, bad idea. Well, yeah. And Overwatch League was already dying before Overwatch 2 came out. Mm -hmm. My, my buddies went to Overwatch League whenever it first started and it was super hyped and everything like that. And it was really cool to watch. And then you just watched it slowly, just, fade into obscurity to where like there's no one wanting to show up it wasn't that big and 
if you're going to push for an esports title when mm -hmm. it's already dying, you need to change something, or else you're just it's going to die a painful, horrible death. I think part of it was that there's a certain level, especially in Overwatch, and they do this rather than um, when they release a new character, it completely what they call changes the meta, and it means everybody's got to relearn something over again. Mm -hmm. um, other games, competition games like Counter-Strike and stuff like that, The pro here's the thing. With Counter-Strike, over the past, geez, I can't remember how many, six years, mm -hmm. the game, what people have done to get better at it and to change things has changed. But how you play has stayed exactly the same. Yeah. And what I mean is, like, they don't change the characters. What happens is, is people get good at something, but they're constantly, all right, where's the best place to, where can I throw the smoke? Yeah. Uh, you know, they made changes to maps from the classic uh, Counter-Strike source maps to where you can throw smokes across the map. And people have, um, over, like, a three or four period, all the competition people have constantly been trying new tricks and seeing what works, what doesn't. And then eventually one team will go to one of the masters and they'll they'll have some new trick. Now everybody knows that trick because mm -hmm. everybody knows that once you go to the masters, that's being televised. But that's the thing. The game hasn't changed much, but the players are constantly learning new tricks and yeah. new ways to do it. And then they all they have to do is add another map or um, change up the, the, the game mode slightly. And the game is great. Mm -hmm. Um there's a kind of a bit of a purity to it. Overwatch does things where they constantly change characters yeah. that completely changes everything. And I think they've, I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the belief. And this was uh, one thing that drove me nuts is I think they've oversaturated. Yes. Yes. And no, it's to me, I feel like they just don't care enough to make the characters feel viable. Like, not viable, but uh, worth, like, one of my favorite characters was Arisa. They completely changed her in Overwatch 2. Yeah, I don't like the new way. I'm like, I, I can understand some of the changes, mm -hmm. but I miss her her mobile shield. That, oh, that, yeah. That, that was one of the best features. Yes, the spear's all, all nice because you can spear them to the wall and whatnot, but that wall defined her. In a sense. Yes, it gave her, it basically, you had some defense. Yeah. Now she's just an offense. Yeah, she's and, just there, like, look at me, I'm a giant centaur. Hit me. Oh, I'm just going to put up the shield. The shield. All right, let's just wait for that's down. Now, now rush at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, and I mean, the oversaturation thing, so take League of Legends. That's one of the more successful, like, they, they have huge competitions around the world, everything like that. They have 130-something characters in there, and they're releasing a new one every two to three months. Yeah. Um, but I feel with, with it being a top-down, yes, you have, st you have things going on, but it's still... The maps, as per character side, feel larger in League of Legends. If you think of it, the character's this big, and you've got these huge maps... Yeah. Whereas with you, when you're in Overwatch, the maps, when you look at it per character size to the map size, yeah. the maps are smaller. 
but it's also with League of Legends, everybody's offense. No, not necessarily. Well, it, I, I, I've only played briefly, so yeah, I'm cause not. It's because I. Uh, there's certain lanes like top lane that's pretty much a solo lane like mm-hmm. it that can either be the winning what wins the game or it does nothing to help the game at all yeah so that's kind of like a an impartial area but most of it is centered around the mid lane and bot lane um and those made us change up so much yeah they, they constantly like right now uh the new patch that should be dropping i think uh this next week is going to change it up completely because the assassin items are i wouldn't say overtuned but they're quite different so it's going to change up the meta because then now you're going to have tank characters who are like hey let me try and build this way so there's a lot of variety in there so it's it's not as stale because that's one thing that made me excited for the pve is the skill tree is the ability to take tracer yeah. And make it so that she has uh one, you know, I don't know what the changes were, but like say it was one blink, but it went back further or it went farther or yeah. something like that, as opposed to three. Something like that. That would change the way the game is played completely. Yes. And they completely took that away. That would have given Overwatch an entire mm-hmm. new fan base. There would have been the classic players. And then the PVE or the skill tree players. And you have none of that because it's still the same game and it's still got the same problems that it's had since Overwatch 2 dropped. Yeah, it's not a sequel. I'm, no. I, I don't care what they say. They call it, they slapped a two on it. It's not a sequel. No. It's never been a sequel. It is, we want to force everybody, we want to get everybody away from this old system of random loot boxes, random randomly getting stuff to the new systems where they have to, we make more money, Yeah, throw a two on it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there is not one ounce of um, genuine, this is a sequel, that was 100% a money grab move. Yeah. That is, that is Overwatch 2. We want more money, slap a two on it. Yeah. Overwatch 2 is a corporate game. Exactly. And I think that's why it's not doing as well. And they just don't get that. And it's just like, uh, they're looking at all these other competition, other games, and it's just like. But that does follow along with Activision's MO. They drain any IP they get. Oh, yeah. yeah. They will drain it. They will bleed it dry and then just walk away like none of it ever happened. And that it, it, we ever heard anything, uh, Metzen didn't Metzen was supposedly going back to World of Warcraft, and it, did that even last? Because I, I, I there was a big deal on that, and nothing since. I haven't heard anything about. Was it. Was that like a big hoopla, and then he just decided, no, you know, fuck that shit, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I, I or is he still there? I don't know. I, I would just that was one of the other things I was like. You know, they probably did bring him back, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I'll ever go back to Overwatch 2. No. I loved Overwatch 1. It was fun. Or not, I didn't love it, but I didn't, I, it was one of those where I can hop in, play a couple of rounds and hop out. I was never great, but I can have fun doing it. Yeah. Um, 
And it just like Overwatch 2 was just, it felt so disingenuous. Yeah. That's, it, and it, I'm going with that because that's honestly how I felt. It, it was a very disingenuous game. And it just, I, I can sense the sweaty, greedy palms of we want your money. Exactly. Drizzled all over it. And I'm just like, I don't feel like playing this anymore. And I didn't enjoy playing it when I did. The changes they did to characters, you know, they may, oh, we're going to change characters around and we're going to give them new skins, mm-hmm. but it's still the same game. Now, the, two. Yeah. The funniest thing to me is the newest hero, Lifeweaver, wasn't even out a week and they already reworked him. That's how little they actually understand their game. I, I'm he not going to. so bad. He yeah. so terrible. What, what had, is he? I don't remember this character. He's, I believe he's a support. Like he has this little like flower thing that, I don't know. I, I just seen that he dropped and then a week later already looking at a rework. And that just shows how they little they actually understand. Him? It, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, uh, I but mean, that I'm, just shows how little they actually understand their game. Either that or they just rushed that character out too fast. They probably was like, oh, that's good enough. Yeah. Send it. Ship. Yeah. Just make them look, look all flashy and everything like that. And, you know, we'll, we'll get that initial money and then maybe we'll touch them later. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so that's one of those. I don't want to harp on this anymore. It's just one of those deals where I'm just like, I don't. I lost interest in uh, Overwatch uh, 1.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I refuse to call it a sequel because there there's nothing about it that says sequel. No. I have not, I personally have not seen anything in that game that says that that's a sequel. Everything about that game is, it was a refresh. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, we, that's Overwatch service pack one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I'm leaving it. So, uh, all right. Well, I think it's about time we get out of here. This has been our hour plus. I'm not sure where that is. Um, Dustin, thanks again for so much. We need to do this a little bit more often than once a month. Um, but I know adulting <laughs> makes things harder and less fun. And um, hey, I'm hoping this summer things will cool, calm down a little bit so yeah, we can get a little bit more. Um, but like I said, uh, on the website, I will have a link to the Star Trek Next Generation Technical Manual. Go check it out. Go read it. Go have it. I enjoy mine. I like it because it's a really cool technical manual. Um, Dustin, next time, you get anything else before we get out of here? Uh, nothing I can think of. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time. If anything, uh, come hang out with us. Uh, Nerd Cave Show uh, uh, group page on Facebook. Uh, Nerd Cave Dwellers. Thank you. I Brain function, not yet, <laughs> even though I've been awake mostly. Um, night, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>